Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, I think the, the short thing everyone should know is the Eagles have enough money to do literally whatever they want. In all my years covering the team, I've never seen them have this much salary cap space, especially you consider Kevin Byer to someone they're probably they're going to move on from or have take a massive pay cut. Hassan Reddick, if he's either traded or extended, that'll open up a ton of cap room. So I think by the time all is said and done, and this is, you know, a rough, a rough estimate, they could have up to $60 million or $55 million to spend. And with the way they structure deals, I mean, you could literally sign probably every single top free agent out there and obviously you have to extend the money. But they have a lot of assets to work with in terms of draft picks and cap space, where this is a big week to, like, figure out what you can do with that because they have a ton of money to spend. Oh, boy, that gets you excited. Welcome back. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Woo-hoo, Douglas. Are they going to do it the right way? Well, we'll find out. Joe Gilly, a lot to discuss here. Uh, have we overreacted to the end of the Eagles season? 215-592-9494. I believe we have. I believe I have at times looking for reasons why this thing fell apart rather than the idea of, hey, maybe they just weren't that great of a football team and it all evened out here. Elliot's going to join the show coming up at 1230. Howard will join us at 11.30. So, Hugh Elliott there was talking about the cap room this team has, and yeah, it's a it's lot. Like, what, 60 yams, right? Yeah, and the, and the cap moved up for everybody. You know, about that 30 million bump. It was one of the yeah. biggest bumps ever in NFL history in terms of the cap. Here's what I will say, and we'll have Elliott on at 12.30, though. I just I don't want to I don't want to throw cold water on it because it's exciting, right? They could go get some big players if they want to. But, yeah, Elliott said he's never seen the Eagles have this much cap room. But I think it's all relative. Everyone has more cap room, yeah. right? So it's... It'd be one thing if the Eagles had $60 million and, and nobody else had any money to spend, then we're going to get all the good players. But if everybody has this extra money, it kind of evens the playing field here. So here's what it tells me. The guys in free agency probably are going to get overpaid. And I'm okay that's what with free that. Agency is, and man. I'm okay. If you get the right player, that's fine. Like I, it's not going to bother me. But they got to get the right player. And, Hugh, as we get ready for today uh, with both Howie and Sirianni talking, by the way, we're going to have that right here on WIP in the 1 o'clock hour, Howie and Sirianni live from Indianapolis. Hugh, you know what I'm thinking? What you thinking, Joe? I'm thinking I want to hear them answer certain questions today. And I understand they're they're going to, you know, PR their way around things and Howie's not going to give you every answer you want. But 
Hugh, if I could have one question answered today by Howie, this is what I'd want to know. How are you approaching this offseason? Because it's the question I've been asking for the last month and a half. Do they think they are a tweak or two away from getting back to the Super Bowl? Because then you know mm-hmm. what? Then keep Hassan Reddick. Then go get a big-time corner. right? Add three or four good players and let's go. Or do they look at it and say, we got a lot of issues here. This is going to be a two-year thing. We're going to slow play this. We're not ready to win the Super Bowl next year. I would love to get that answer from Howie, how they're going to approach this. Are they going to be super aggressive or a little more reserved here in free agency? Well, the, the second one, I think, is all the way you framed the question, but I don't, I don't know anybody that's in – in this business that's going to say that, you know, they're going to take two years off with that. I, I would, the question I want to ask, is there a chemistry issue in your locker room? Mm-hmm. You know, especially with a coach. And I'm not picking on Coach Sirianni, but when you say certain things that stick out to me, I have to, I have to talk about it. When you said you're the guy that sets the culture, well, obviously, and I would tie it to the story that came out today, Marcus Hayes' story, I would tie it to that and say, is there a culture problem in the locker room? Because obviously, there's something going on that has not been addressed. And how are you going to address that moving forward? Because to me, I understand that some people don't feel this way. But I'm, I, I think culture matters. Oh, I, th- I agree. Of course Culture's it does. a huge, like, and when I look at the way that this team fell apart at the end of the year, the culture is suspect. Like, and it's, it's amazing to me how it goes from one extreme to the next in one year. Because, I, like, I look at it like this. Now, there might be some truth to the improvisation and the preferential treatment that A.J. and Jalen are getting. But I would venture to say that that probably was last year as well. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't a problem last year. So why was it a problem this year? Start losing, things become different. Well, yeah. that, that, but... Even with the Cardinals game, like, see, I, I got a problem with the timing because I'm stuck on the timing of the conversation that was had after the Cardinals Yeah, game. so the article that Hughes referencing inquired today, Marcus Hayes, uh, and the quotes that were at the time off the record, and Marcus got permission to put them on the record yeah. today. The, 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 I'm stuck. I'm it stuck It came right out there. after the Cardinals game. Yes, I'm stuck. I'm stuck right there, Joe, because at that point, we're still being told that this thing is salvageable. And, and, you know, and, and all the things you're supposed to say to the outsiders. But when you got cats leaking stories during the course of the season, that bothers me. And, and, and that bothers me because I'm a former player. And, and, and for me, that's the part of the story that I'm stuck on. Well, you know what they say about loose lips, Hugh? Sink ships. They sink ships. Yeah. This thing sank. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm super stuck on that part of the story. So that, that's what, that bothers me a little bit. I got you. 215-592-9494. All right, let's ask Kyle his one, and we'll throw it to everybody else. All right, if, if we could give Howie and Nick truth serum today, or uh, the old uh, moment in Liar Liar back in the day with Jim Carrey where he was forced to tell the truth for an entire day, if you could get one honest answer, you could ask any question, Kyle, from uh, Howie or Nick today, what are you asking to get that answer? So the uh, the fact that you gave me true serum, true kind, serum of, a, kind of changed a little oh, bit. That's the best um, part. All right. Well, now I'm stuck between a couple here. I, I think the one I would ask is directly based off the reports that we got, not just from local guys, but from national guys mm-hmm. like Mike Garofolo. Sure. Do you want Jalen Hurts to be more of a vocal leader? I mean, I would ask them directly because I, I think <laughs> the report is that that is what the Eagles want. So I would ask him, you know, to verify that. And then, man, if you really want me to get uh, get in, into the, um, uh, this this might be a little controversial, but I would just ask him, like, 
Are you 100% sold on Jalen Hurts as your franchise Ooh, quarterback? That's now, that's a big one. I mean, they paid him, which should indicate that they are, but... But we've done this before. But get Right, <laughs> but given what happened last year and the fact that they brought the coach back, to me, indicates that they don't think it was entirely a coaching problem. So, like, what do you really think was the issue? Do you think it was Jalen? I, I, and to what degree? I, I love that one. And I, I'll, I'll simplify mine. Do you truly view yourselves as a Super Bowl contender next year? Because that that decides the entire offseason. If they do, they're going to go all in for big names and try to fix this thing. If they don't, well, they'll, they'll approach it that way. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Bruce is in D.C. Hey, Bruce. All right. Good, good, oh, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? How are you? Good, good Bruce. How you doing? How you doing, buddy? Man, I, I, you know, I, I've been I've been angry just just to get on the radio to talk talk about this AJ thing mm-hmm. because uh, um, I, it's, it's 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 just a really good thing that he came on to radio, and I I got the utmost respect for AJ for doing what he did, and, and I, I just wanted to shoot a couple of points out sure. from my perspective on uh, everything. You you all are hitting all the right things, and Hugh, I, I agree with you more. Here, I, I let me just say this uh, right off the bat is that. Uh, I, I admire what AJ did, but he made some mistakes. Um, and I think one of the things was cri- cr- critical, and I think he's learned from it too, is, is that the fan base and the Philadelphia media, look, we we are in tune with our team. Uh, the first mistake was when he went dark on his Twitter account um, after uh, a- after the season ended. That that rubbed some of us the wrong way. Second, the the the, the second thing it says. Is that, is that it opened up the narrative about T.O. and the Colangelo thing with his Twitter scandal, people accessing his account. And, 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 and people were mad. I was mad. I was, I was, I was like Chuck. Uh, I was like, you know what? You're going to stay silent and you're not going to address these problems. Look, look we're having issues with you. And, and, and he was spurred, I think, from that moment to come on. And once he came on, I was like, okay, I had a completely different tune. Because now I finally understood where he was coming from. And he brought up some good points about, well, although he didn't directly say it, when he corrected, um, I, 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 don't, I don't know, I think it, it, may, it, may have been, um, it may have been Ike. It's like, no, we didn't play all, we, all uh, we didn't play well when we were winning. Bruce, and, I love that he said that because, Bruce, that was such a point of consternation here that I, yeah. I felt that way. Other people felt, well, it's okay because they're winning. But obviously, Bruce, they felt that way. So that Maybe they were frustrated the whole time, even though they were 10-1. and 1. That's right. That's right. No, absolutely. So, And I have been saying, and you know I've been calling y'all all year long, mm-hmm. and I kept harking on the leadership issue. I've been saying it over and over again when they were winning, is that there is a problem. And when you, when you have a leadership breakdown, again, I keep going back to the military because of my career. When, when you have a breakdown in leadership, you, you cannot, you can't, it affects the mission. And that's basically for pe- people who, like us that are, are well-versed in football, we saw it. And when the dam broke, all hell broke loose. And A.J. is one of those people that was probably in there. He was saying, look, guys, you know, this is what we need to do. But the coaching staff was so inept to address those issues. You know, things just went sideways, and 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 it, and then the way he handled it, it wasn't the correct. It was a learning issue for him. But I think that's where that, that that's basically what what happened in a nutshell. Uh, you might and, be Bruce. You might be uh, spot on with that, man. And we, Bruce, we appreciate the phone call. I think when there's a leadership issue or a perceived leadership issue, 
it becomes a big thing. 215-592-9494. Coming up at 1.30-ish, Howie and Sirianni will be on WIP speaking as they get ready for the Combine and the offseason to begin. All right, Hugh, one of the big things at the Combine every year, obviously, is GM's talk, right? Agents are there. It's- yeah, everybody, the, 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 the players are there. Some guys are not going to work out and everything. Yes, yeah, good time. It almost sets the stage for the offseason. Like, it, it was, I think this whole thing started as a way to watch prospects run a sprint or lift weights, but it really, it actually has become almost like a GM meeting thing where they talk to each other and rumors come out. Well, we already got one going on here, Hugh. How about this? I. I guess you guys yesterday commented on the uh, Legarius Sneed Instagram. What, he put up an eagle? Yeah, he did. Uh, and somebody told me he always does that, whatever. And I was like, listen, man, that doesn't help my narrative. Well, I like your narrative. Well, I how like about this? Narrative. According to Tony Pauline, multiple eagles, at least a couple that played with him in college, trying have been trying to recruit Legarius Sneed, who's clear, in my mind, clearly the number one corner available. I know the Jalen Johnson kid from Chicago is potentially a free agent as well. We'll see if he gets tagged. But Sneed is... Sneed's the best corner. I mean, he was dominant in the Chiefs' playoff run. He's young. Hugh, that the fact that there's some Eagles recruiting him, that gets me pretty excited. It gets me excited as well Woo. because it, it, and it, it lets me know that these guys still believe in the Philadelphia Eagles and they want to be here, and, and they think that this is a guy that can help make you better. And there might be some interest there from Sneed as well. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to go where whomever pays him. Sure. And, you know, I've been on the boat of the young players the whole time. I like the way he plays. He's a physical player. He plays extremely physical. And I think when you talk about revamping this defense, that's one of the positions where you have to upgrade tremendously. And I like him along with Akili Ringo out there. So the uh, you mentioned physical. He's the one in the AFC Championship that, that, that made – uh, Number ten, the Dolphins. Uh, no, it, well, that right. He 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 buried. I, can't, I couldn't think of uh, what's his name? Tyreek Tyree Hill. Hill. He yeah, buried Tyreek in the ground. Leave me, alone. Leave me alone. I had a brain fart. And then in the AFC Championship game, remember the play where the Ravens are coming back and Zay Flowers is about to score, and the corner for the Chiefs comes over and knocks the ball out of his yeah. hands. That yeah. was him. I mean, he's yeah. he's a playmaking corner. I tell you what, man, he's a he's a monster out there. And and that was one of the things that I I noticed this about most of the corners that played in the playoffs, physical. That was something that we didn't have at that spot. Not taking shots at anybody because, you know, you got to be – it's a lot of snowflakes that I've realized that's on this football team now. So you got to be clear and concise when you say what you say about people. But I want guys that are going to be on this squad that are going to tackle, that are going to come up and run support. And if you're not going to do that, then you don't need to be here, respectfully. There's a team out there that will will let you play the way that you want to play, especially if you're talking about not losing your teeth or being concussed. Or anything like that. I get it. I, I totally get it. You know, that's a, that's a big fear that as I get older, I, I worry about more and more every day. But, you know, when you're trying to win championships and stuff, man, sometimes you got to make them sacrifice. Here's what I like also about Steen. He can cover and he can run. Yes. He's only 27 years old. I'm, I just looked up some numbers on him. So last year he allowed a 51% completion percentage, 56 passer rating, 56. James Bradbury – uh, by the way, a lot of 114.3 pass rating. So, 50, <laughs> is that bad? Yeah, that's 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 don't not sound, good. That don't sound good. It's not good. 56.3 sounds a lot you better. Know, math, than that. math ain't my strong subject, but yeah, that don't that don't. I'm pretty good at math. Yeah, that's we could like, do that math here. Yeah, that dog don't hunt on the midday show. Alex is up next on WIP. Hey, Alex. Alex, Alex, you there, buddy? Alex going once, twice. It's so quiet. I mean, come on. The phone. I'm, just, I'm waiting for an actual cricket to uh, to emerge there. All right, let's go to uh, Chris in Middleton. Hey, Chris. Welcome back, Joe. Hey, Chris. I mean, I was only gone for a day, but I do I appreciate that. A welcome back committee after he one mi- day. He missed it. What's up, Chris? 
I did miss you, Joe. I, I, I said to Hugh, I said, where's my boy at today? I, I figured you're out looking at lawns or something, getting some content for this week, you know? So. Well, if I, right. if I could, I would. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about a trip to Indianapolis. No, I was actually home. My son wasn't feeling great, so I stayed home with him yesterday. Chris, what are you uh, feeling today? Here's how I feel, guys. You know, I'm shocked. I don't know where this is coming from. Who's thinking we overreact? I mean, come on, man. In Philadelphia? On no, WIP? Come on. You act like we like hit a sign before, you know, above the, you know, our heads as we're walking into the, you know, the studio and picking up the phones to call. I mean, come on, we don't overreact, uh, uh, guys. I don't think it was an overreaction. I mean, we witnessed an epic collapse. I mean, what, what are we talking about here? And these teams, these people that call in and are still making excuses. I mean. Uh, I don't know. Call her and call it crime right now. Shut up. I don't want to hear that. Like, dude, we lost to the stinking Jet, uh, Giants. And the and Cardinals. And the, we lost to the Jets, too. Yeah, the Jets, too. And the Jets, the and Cardinals, the and the Giants. I mean, wow, For the yeah. first time ever. Guys, listen, come on. So to say we overreacted is just absurd. Well, but maybe and they were maybe like, they weren't that good. Is 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 like we're looking for reasons why this happened. Maybe the truth is they just weren't that good this past season. Uh, Joe, we weren't that bad. I mean, we didn't just lose to those teams. We got blown out by <laughs> the Giants in that last game. So, like, no, it wasn't an overreaction. But, I, you know, I do want to address something here. You know, you know, I like to give nicknames, right? Yes. So, I got a new nickname. You know, you, your boy, Ike, man. What do you dude. do? No, no, no. He, 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 he was good this time. You know, witnessing that call with him and AJ, now I understand why you had the respect for Hugh or for Ike that you do, man, dude, he came in there hot, dude. Ike didn't flinch. And matter of fact, Ike kind of let him know. Look, I don't know if you know me, but like I played in the NFL too. And you know, let me tell you, young boy, here's how I roll. And dude, you could sense in AJ's tone, it changed. So here's Ike's name. Ike, that's Foxhole Ike, man. That's that's the guy I, I want next to me. I in the box he, yeah, that, yeah. I yeah. did a great job with the interview. It was it, it was the kind of interview, Chris, where it could have become contentious, but it wasn't. It was just it was just back and forth, it, and they and I thought they let him like, what do you what do you need to say? Go ahead, the floor is yours. I I thought it was, I thought it worked out considering I didn't know what he wanted to say when he called in. I thought it was really just great to listen to. It was phenomenal, and and I got to tell you, I actually was fortunate enough that I turned I, the radio back on, and I literally was right when they went to it. And I was like, is this for real happening right now? And I heard the entire thing, and I disagree with you, Joe. I think it was better than the Gabe interview. I, by far, think it was the best interview I've ever heard on the radio station, and any radio station, period. Um, i got to address something else, though. Mm-hmm. The, Let's not stop throwing flowers at Fritz. Fritz was terrible. Fritz was if Fritz is definitely earning his name Ball Boy because dude, he was not. I mean, he you could feel his nervousness through the radio. And then on top of it, he asked that question and AJ about you know uh, about about Goober, Coach Goober. And AJ was like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" Reminded me of the the whole uh, uh, thing with um, Howie Long with the that's Defcon Five of stupid questions when he asked <laughs> that. So five. All right, so here's what yeah. I'll say, Chris. And Chris, we appreciate it. Uh, let, let's cut Jack a little slack there. Coach that, Goober catching on too, by the way. Yeah, is it? Yeah, a little bit. The Coach Goober. Well, I mean, I, you. That's kind of you. You originated that. Yeah, you Coach, made him Goober. Coach Goober. Like, he's, he's Coach Goober. Yes. Come on, does one one other person using it qualify as catching on? Yes. Okay. Well, we did it with Jim Nance and the Commodores, right? I mean, that's that's true. Yeah, and that, that Jim that Nance took just, a little workshop. Just give me though. time, man. Just give it time. Just give it time. It's like just any it great time. thing. It just takes a, a little bit of a push to become a thing. Grassroots. This is a grassroots movement right here, man. Everything <laughs> you do is a grassroots movement. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, look, will the Kellen Moore question to AJ from Jack go down in WIP lore? It might. Absolutely. It was a little comedic relief in the middle of that. Kellen Moore. Uh, but no, I, I, thought, I ain't come here to talk about all that. I thought it was a great job by those guys. First of all, to take the, take the conversation and then to steer it in a way where AJ got to talk. I mean, I, I thought that was the best part of it. It wasn't just them asking him questions. It was him saying whatever the heck he wanted to say. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would have not done a very good job of that myself. Well, it's also a... I think you would have. Yeah, here's here's the deal. <laughs> You're wrong. It, it was not a typical conversation. Right. It, it was, it, again, it was... It had the chance to be contentious. Well, it was by nature confrontational. Yes. Like he called in to confront WIP. Which, and and the media, for course, whoever the heck right, the media exactly, is. Right, exactly, or his idea of, you know, he, we're, we're, we're quote-unquote reporters or, or whatever. Um, but I, like, I feel like it could have only been Ike, to be honest. I did a great job. Yeah, no, I, I think he's a, his ability to diffuse AJ like a little that, bit. That, like, I could have handled that situation. No, right, no, no, no I, you I would guess, have done a good job. I guess yeah. I should say it might seem easier than it actually is. No, it's not. It's not that easy, man. And and I think that the great thing that Ike did was understand where he was coming from, and and he was upset. And and I'll say another thing, like AJ's a good dude because he doesn't know Ike from a can of paint. And he showed Ike deference in that moment because Ike did play the game. I think that's the biggest thing that we're we're tending to look overlook. Sure, is that a guy that wants to blow things up and is a cancer, like a lot of people like to describe him. He's not going to show Ike grace. He's going to go on. He's going to come in guns a blazing, which he initially was going to do, but when he figured out who he was talking to, he toned it down and it became a great interview. I think I think that's why that's another reason why. I always felt that AJ was being painted in a in a in a bad light. Now, if if he's the type of receiver that gets preferential treatment because he's a baller, I don't have a problem with that either. Because most ballers do get treated differently. I mean, that's just well, that's par pro for sports. the course. Yeah, that is that's par for the course. So if if you had a problem with that, I, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Get your game up, get your weight up, and and become a better player and become one of those guys. But you know, if, if it's become detrimental to the team, then the coach needs to fix that. Yeah, that's it. He does. 215-592-9494. For that coach is going to speak. Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni will speak today. We'll have it live on WIP in the 1 o'clock hour. We're going to talk to Howard next. By the way, I just did some quick math here because we have Howard coming up, and as we know, when Howard's on, we're just, it's a show. That, pretty good at math. Yeah, there it is. So, so Chris brought up that we, we weren't that bad. I don't think the Eagles were bad. I just think they were more an average team last year that got off to a good start record-wise and then fell down, and we're looking for all these reasons why. So he mentioned that they lost the Jets, right? They lost the Cardinals. They shouldn't have done that. So the Eagles, by my count, played – how many teams did they play that finished in the top 10 of the draft, right? Like top 10 order that will pick high. They played New England. Mm-hmm. They're a top 10 picking team. They played the Jets. They're picking in the top 10. They played Washington twice. So that's four games against t- teams that are picking in the top just 10. Had a, but I don't know if you can put the Jets in there. Just had a stout defense. If they're quarter like, – But know they're this a top is 10 if, pick. But this is a, I know this is an if situation. But that if they quarter if their quarterback would have played, yeah, man, but he didn't. But they right, didn't. Kyle looking at me like, "Cry me a river." All right, Fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they played the Giants <laughs> twice. Giants twice, so that's six games, and okay. they played the Cardinals. So they played seven games against teams that finished with a top bottom. But they had 10 a record. couple teams in there with sprinkle playoff teams in there too. But I'm just, I just, I just want to go to those ten games. Can I tell you what their what their point differential was in those games? They played seven games against teams that finished top ten draft pick. They were outscored in those seven games by those bad teams. 
This team wasn't that good. I think that's the reality of it, and we look for all these reasons why, and we've gone overboard looking for reasons why. No, I, I, They're I mean, not I hear what that you're good. Saying, but it's the, like it's any given Sunday in the NFL. But and these most, are seven Sundays, you. Yeah, any yeah. seven boy, given that, Sundays. I, the, the one that I, I have no leg to stand on is the Giants. Because they, they came after them with a bunch of dudes. Well, they dragged them in the last game. That was ridiculous. All right, 215 We'll come back. Your phone call's coming up here. Did we overreact to the end of the Eagles season? And if you could ask Sirianni or Howie one thing today, truth serum question, you get the answer. What do you want to hear them answer today? They'll speak today on WIP. We've got Howard next on all your phone calls. 215-592-9494. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. That's right. We're riding with the king. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the midday show. And joining us right now on a big week as the offseason really begins in earnest today. The Combine and how we and Sirianni are going to talk in Indianapolis is Howard Eskin with us right now. Dope, how are we doing today? Oh, I couldn't be better. It's just another day in paradise for me. You know, paradise is listening to all the nonsense. Uh, and that's just, it's, it's what we do, right? It's what we do. It, it is, is Howard. Uh, all right, Howard, I haven't had a chance to speak to you about it yet. I know you had your show Saturday. It was a day after yep. the interview. Howard, what did you make of A.J. Brown's call to Ike and Jack on Friday, which is that doesn't happen very often around here. You know, we have a lot of players on the station, but not impromptu like that to kind of clear the air about themselves. What did you make uh, after hearing A.J. with the afternoon show? Well, I thought it was great uh, that he called in. I thought it was great uh, that he tried to straighten things out. Not that uh, it does – good in all cases because then people just don't believe him uh but uh, it shows me something about aj brown uh, i just uh i'm not his father i'm not his coach but i'm proud that he stepped up and he he addressed all the a lot of the nonsense not all the nonsense but a lot of the nonsense he and jalen the fact that uh, you know we we 
created trades to get rid of him uh, at WIP, and he he wants to stay here. And I never thought he wanted to leave. And he said something which I've been saying since the end of the season. When they were ten and one, they weren't the best team in the NFL, even though they had the best record. And you know, we look at all the things that happened in the last what six or seven games. Because they're just, Joe, you're actually on the right track there. They're just, they weren't good enough. That's the bottom line. They weren't good enough. And he, he addressed that, but he also said there weren't problems, you know, and all these things. And that fiction writer, uh, Marcus Hayes, I don't, I don't ever read him because it's, it's almost all BS. So, uh, and that's what, but people create issues that really aren't there. They're just not good enough. But what AJ did, I thought was great. He tried to clear the air and he tried to clear the air on why he didn't speak. Because I remember when he didn't speak after the Seattle game for a couple of weeks. And then when he did and he defended the coach, now the coach, we called the play. Well, what it was, Jalen Hurts obviously checked out of a play and that's the play they wanted to run. And Jalen Hurts made a mistake. He threw into coverage where the safety was there rather than throwing underneath is what he should do. That was a mistake. It, it wasn't the coach, it, it, you know, but then people ripped AJ and Jalen. What are you, what are you calling your own place? No, it was, it was one of the plays uh, that he can uh, check out of and in, into, but, but so he just said, you know, after that, he obviously got gun shy again, but he finally tried to address it. I thought it was great. I mean, bottom line, I thought it was great what he did to try to address a lot of the issues. Howard, we'll get to the off season moving forward here. Combine starts today, and they're out there in Indianapolis. Howard, you you've been around a lot. You've seen a lot of different kind of personalities. Part of that interview on Friday, AJ mentioned he doesn't want to. He's not To, right? He doesn't want to be compared to To. When he's so go go off that you've seen both people like you know when you have a a wide receiver who's great that has a big personality I think it's easy to kind of connect those dots I don't see To in him either when he said that what did you because obviously he's heard that comparison and it kind of bothered him well I've covered both you uh, Douglas played with uh, one of them obviously addressed one of those issues To really was great but he was about himself. I don't think AJ. When you kind of look at the the total picture, he's not about him. He's open. I mean, I've seen it uh, on the you know, on the sideline when he comes off. He knows he was open. Jalen didn't see him, and he gets mad. But I, I've seen multiple times where he's gone to the bench, kind of blown off steam by himself, and then at times he doesn't blow it off by himself. But um, he's not To. He's not even close to To. Although their talents are clearly similar, but he's not T.O. with his personality because T.O. really was about himself. And I don't think A.J. Brown is, is really about himself. Does he want the ball? Yeah, when he's open, he wants the ball, clearly. And he gets mad, and he should kind of tone that down a little bit. But no, I don't connect those two as far as anything. as The talent's similar, but outside of that, I do not think they are similar and I and I think AJ is correct Howard you know I'm, I'm kind of curious with all this stuff coming out where they're saying this like you know guys getting preferential treatment in the locker room and things of that nature do you think with all of this stuff that's being said that this team could still be a playoff caliber team I think they have to get players but let me address uh, uh, you know the the preferential treatment in all sports 
the stars get a little bit more, and that's just the way the reality is, especially in today's world with money that's being paid. However, and, and I've checked this out, you know, I, I try to check things out. In film sessions, Nick Sirianni will point out by number when there's a mistake made. And that's not, it's everybody. It's not preferential. If the quarterback makes a mistake, and number one, you, know, you got to go, and, and he won't call out names, he'll call out numbers. And you know, you know, they all know who it is. And he will call out everybody, not in a terrible way, but he will point out the mistakes by everybody. So this preferential treatment nonsense, again, Marcus Hayes is a fiction writer. And he and that's most of the time when he writes. That's why I never read him. I never pay attention to him because I know one of the sources. I'm pretty sure I know one of the sources. And there's always a negative spin to the Eagles. But in the world that we live in now, when he writes that uh, or writes those kind of things, he knows that we're going to talk about it on WIP. But I don't think there's I don't think there's preferential treatment the way it's implied because they go over the mistakes in the film session. It's 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 what the coaches do. And I don't think Brian Johnson backed off from I think Brian Johnson's a good coach and he got caught in the crossfire and the collateral damage. I think he's a good coach and he'll escalate his way back up uh the ladder again. But the players gotta make plays and they're not good enough. I mean that's and they gotta get better. So in in Grand scheme of things, Hugh, when you ask the question, are they a playoff team? They got to get some players. They got some really good core pieces, but they got to get some other players. Football, you need a lot more than just a few core pieces. So, but uh, if they do that, I think they can uh, get better. And the cap space that uh, Captain Clickbait talks about is, the, and Joe pointed, I think Joe pointed it out. That everybody's kind of in the same boat. Wow, I Everybody. said two smart things today. It's only eleven thirty. Oh, this hey, must, this must be a record. <laughs> I know it is. Hey, hey, Joe, I promise you, I won't let it happen again. Oh God, He's I won't either. I, all right, Howard. So with that, and it's it's actually intriguing because they do have more cap space than maybe we thought they were going to, but the whole league does. Howard, mm-hmm. what what's your guess at how they're going to approach this offseason? Because we we know what Howie. There's, there's one of two ways. Sometimes they have slower off seasons where they're quieter. They don't get as many big names. And they kind of piece it together. And then let's go to two years ago where they got Reddick and they got Bradbury and they got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in the summer. They kind of go for it. If Which one of those do you think this will be more like? Do you think they're going to be really aggressive, try to add some big players, or a little bit more of slower this offseason and pick and choose where they add players? I think they're going to add players, uh, big players. I think Reddick will be back. He still has a year left on his contract, and he's not going to get what he wants. But, you know, that's not here. If somebody offers him – uh, well, actually, if somebody wants him and they know that he can get that money there, then we'll see what happens. But I think what Howie's going to do, I mean, they're, they're not stupid. I mean, they had a bad year because they lost a lot of players, but that happens after teams go to the Super Bowl. I think he's going he's to try to sign uh, some, some really good players. And with all the draft picks they have, and they got to hope that they make good decisions on those draft picks, I think they could be back in the mix. I think San Francisco's out next year. You lose the Super Bowl, you don't go back. Uh, It's just, it's a fact of life. You don't go back the next year. So who in in the, in the NFC is really a good team? Detroit, Detroit and Green Bay, Detroit and Green Bay feel like they're good. They feel like they're okay. And we'll see if Detroit follows up what they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the other thing, the other thing I want to say, when I, I, I don't like the word when, 
we, and I'm saying we now because people want me to to be part of the team, and I am part of the team. I mean, I've worked there, and I, I had a great career before I, I started things there. But I, nonetheless, when people say, well, reports say, they're really most of them are not reports. They're rumors. They're rumors. And when we say reports, reports actually puts credibility to a lot of these things. They're not reports. In most cases, they're rumors. Uh, and then it gets embellished and accentuated by saying reports and what we talk about. And that's what we do, you know, at WIP 24-7. We talk about things. Uh, Howard, I agree with you. And I think it would serve AJ or any of these players well to not pay attention to. It's just conversation, correct. right? Like, again, yeah. a report. you said a report is different. WIP, it's going to have all different ideas and trade things. It's just, it's just for fun. And, and that's what we do. I think he'd be better suited not to pay attention to it. Yeah, and you know, absolutely. And all players, it's social media is not social, it's not media. They got to get off that. Just stop. Just walk away from it. And some guys have, and some guys do, and some guys can't. Uh, Slay can't get away from it. He's just, it's like it's a drug to him. And uh, it's unbelievable. But you got to, you're not, you can't pay attention. And, and when Howie's, ask questions about the locker room. It's what goes on social media. I don't think the locker room is a, I'm not in there. A lot of the times we're only in there when we're permitted in there, but I see the players in other places and I don't see big, I don't see big problems. When you lose, there's a lot of people that aren't happy. That doesn't mean it's a fractured locker room. That doesn't mean there's problems in the locker room. You know, you can't find a team in football with that many, you know, when you have that many players that is not going to have one or two guys that say, you know what, I could have done more. It's like Hassan Reddick. Does he want to drop back in coverage? Well, because they're, they're trying to make up for the lack of linebackers that they had, they tried to do something different. Does he want to get more sacks? Obviously, he wants to get more sacks. But that doesn't mean he's unhappy with the other guys in the locker room. Uh, he's unhappy that he's not playing and doing the things that he wants to do, but not not to the point of disrupting the team. That's what people and fans have to understand. I mean, when you lose, it's not pretty, and it wasn't pretty, and it was terrible. Uh, but that's that's because they weren't good enough. Once they played San Francisco and Dallas, and Dallas was on the road, and they weren't going to beat Dallas twice. They'd already beaten them once. They kind of knew, and I think some of the players said that, they kind of knew that they really weren't good enough. Now, some of the losses were disgraceful. The Seattle loss was bad. Oh, the Arizona loss was bad, yeah. Yeah, well, the the Seattle loss, to let a team go 92 yards with a backup quarterback with no timeouts left, and then you have a chance to tie up the game, and the quarterback made a mistake when going to the wrong player – you know, and I don't know that they would have won the game. They could have only tied it up. But the Arizona loss was bad, too. I mean, there was they started to fall apart there. And part of it was they just weren't good enough. And maybe they just knew it and didn't have enough, knowing that they weren't going to go to where everybody wants to go. And that's a Super Bowl. It's hard to get to a Super Bowl. I mean, Hugh, when you went to your uh, – it was your only Super Bowl, right, with the Eagles? That was the only one, right? Yes. Okay. And you think, oh, we went there. We're going to go back. Dan Marino in his what his second year, and I remember to the being Super Bowl, there. yeah, yeah, and I remember being there and said, "Oh, Dan Marino's going to go back." Never went back. Never, never went back. It is really, really difficult 
to get back to a Super Bowl. And that's what the fans have to understand. And the players think, oh, I'm going to go back. I mean, Dan Marino, how many more years would he play? Multiple, you know, what, 12 more years yeah, after that, yep. 13 more years. And he never went back. And he was one of the best quarterbacks to ever play in the NFL. These are the things that is that are hard to understand, and it's more difficult for fans to understand it than I think it is for the players. Um, but it, it is what it is. But I, I think with the right things – they're going to be competitive. There's only one team in the division you have to worry about, but we know Dak Prescott and the Cowboys will choke, uh, and they're not going to win the division again because it never happens two straight years. Well, that's true. 20. That's true, yep. Yeah. Okay, so that's the only team you worry about. And Detroit and Green Bay, and they, they I think they play Green Bay this year. They do. Um, that's a home game, okay. unless they do it okay. in Brazil. It's a home game, yep. Yeah, well, yeah, they're not going to do that one in Brazil because that would be unfair. And then when you look at – uh, the West, they play the Rams, but they play them out there. And the Rams, are the Rams going to duplicate what they did this year? I'm telling you, there's not a lot of teams. All the good, most of the good teams are in the AFC. So if they do the right things, they've got a chance. I'm not ready to put them there yet, but they really do have a chance. Well, really it starts do. today. The offseason begins. Combine's going on. Howard, we always appreciate it. Have a good day, as I know you will, and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Hey. And you know what? I'm looking for Bryce Harper to play in at least one preseason exhibition game this year. I hope he plays in at least one. Does he play? Do, do we pay him an extension on his contract? Or no. do we have to wait for that. That, that ain't happening. Okay. Trust me. All right. That is not happening. All right, hey, Howard. Guys, hey, Hugh, I didn't rip you today, and I complimented Joe. This don't ever think this is going to be the norm. Oh, no, <laughs> we're saving this audio. This one, we're saving this one. All right, there he goes. Howard Eskin, we appreciate it. There he goes, Howard. With a lot to, be, to say. I was trying to be quiet for I didn't get ripped today. Yeah, he'll do it so, next yeah, week. Gonna, no, no, no problem time. about that. Yeah, definitely. Howard brought it today. A lot there. So he thinks – it's interesting the way he answered your question, Hugh, about them being back in the mix next year, playoff team and all that. He said they can be, which means they got work to do. It starts today. The offseason really begins in earnest. Let's go to Alex, who's up on WFP. Hey, Alex. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's, what's up, up Alex? What are you thinking? Hey, uh, first-time caller. I mean, listen to you guys all the time. Uh, I, I, I just have a problem with this, this, this room. I call it rumors. Mm-hmm. Because if the guy isn't going to be man enough to put his name on whatever they're telling McLean or whoever it is that's putting this stuff, this stuff out there, then it's a rumor. Put your name to it. This is Philly. Man up. Man up. So I take them as rumors. So, I mean, for all we know, this guy is disgruntled because he didn't get a contract. Or oh, he's a rookie and he's just coming in like a prima donna thinking he's supposed to be somebody. We don't know the facts because the guy doesn't put his name to it. So all of this, he says, she says stuff. I, I don't. I don't put no kind of freaking nothing to it because these guys are a bunch of cowards that won't even put their name on it. So, and, Alex, and I, I, I understand your perspective. I, I, I do, and I wish. I, I think we all wish there was a name attached because then, obviously, we could say that, right? And they, they could print it, and we could react to it. But, Alex, I, I understand why the writers got to put. They can't not not do it, right? They get a quote. They get some something interesting. They're gonna they're gonna write it, right? I get that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, they, they have a career. Sure. They do that. I sure. mean, as long as people are interested and going to read yes. the story and say, oh, well, something's going on here. Yeah, they, they're going to do that. Yeah. I mean, but uh, it, 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 to me, that's not news. That's not a story. That's not that, – that, that has no validity because there's not a name to it. You, you have a source. Okay, anybody could be saying anything. Of course. Now, yeah, now and right. You and you a, don't... Once you put a name to it and they say it's somebody like Brandon Graham or Lane Johnson – then you could say, okay, something's going on here because these guys 
are veterans and they've been here and they then what they say goes. Right. And so, you know, here's and Alex, it's a it's a great point. And Alex, we appreciate man, appreciate you listening. Hugh, here's and, and look, if there was one story, just one, right? It since from the beginning of the season to now with a anonymous name or you know, anonymous quote. I think we could all brush it aside. Like that's kind of weird. Hugh, what's odd and what is potentially concerning is there's a lot of these, right? This isn't the first one. What was the story after the Dallas game? Derek Gunn had the quote, right, from an anonymous player saying that Hurst's got to get the ball out faster, right? This is this yeah. stuff's been going on for four months now where there's, there's – so you then you wonder why, right? What's going on behind the scenes that is causing someone without their name to say stuff? Yeah, this, this is the culture. This is the culture. This is, this is what happens when the culture is fragmented because I, I, I believe this wholeheartedly, and I understand that most people don't believe that believe in what I believe in, but, but culture matters to a certain extent where, you know, if, if you had the right culture and you, you had everybody on the same page, nobody would be leaking stories during the course of the season. Like, again, that's the part of this thing that burns my biscuits a little bit because this is after a game that you just lost and your biggest thought about that, not, not what was your contribution to the loss. <laughs> your, your thought was, well, Jalen don't get criticized like that. He don't like that blows my mind. The coordinators intimidated by AJ, yes, all that, that stuff. That yeah. blows my mind that that is your first thought process is you're worried about somebody else. And 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 I'll admit, I'll be the first to tell you, I might be caught on the wrong part of this story. I might be hung up on the wrong aspect of this story. I, I'm man enough to admit that, but that just bothers me as a former football player. That's like thinking about the the situation that they're in. You're on a skid right now. You're spiraling out of control. You're trying to salvage the season, and the first thing out of your mouth, and I and, and I don't know. I might be embellishing a little bit. Maybe that wasn't the first thing out of his mouth. Maybe it was the third thing out of his mouth. But the point is, that's your thought process. Like you're worried about the coach not holding the quarterback account. What did you do to help them win? Like what was your role? In the loss. Accountability. Yes. Yeah. And and I have a I have a problem with that, man. And I know that's probably a small part of what was going on with this football team. But I that that bothers me on such a level that man, I just can't believe that was the case. I can't believe somebody actually said that to Marcus. I, I can't believe well, it. Well, here's why I can believe it. Because I sensed a lack of accountability on this team's part in December by on the record things said on WIP. Sidney Brown came on the air. I think it was after the Arizona game, right? The game that we're now bringing back up and said we just lost the worst team in the NFL. First of all, who talks about another team like that, even if they are? And, and I don't think they were the worst team. They were one of the worst teams, but they weren't the worst. But whatever, who says that? That Because that's what they're thinking. That, that team is bad. They can't beat us. Well, then you get smacked in the NFL if you don't come to play. And then Dallas Goddard, you know, with us, talked about how they kind of took some teams lightly. So if they're saying Culture. that on the record – I'm not surprised it was you coming out off I, the record. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. They he were, came on here. He did? <laughs> you know what? Now I remember the conversation. And, and we appreciate the honesty, at, but. You kind of looked at me like, seriously? <laughs> like, they, they did have a lack of Cult, accountability. Culture. Culture. Yeah. And, and look, that's an issue, and they got to clean that up. 215-592-9494. But I do believe in total we overreacted a little bit. We're looking for the issues, the culture, the coaching, the this, the that, because it's harder to admit that just they just weren't that great. I, I don't think it was a great football team at 10-1. and 1. In fact, we'll bring it to you coming up uh, in the 12 o'clock hour. AJ, it kind of flew under the radar. One of the things he said 
to Ike and Jack on Friday that I that hit me because it felt like they realized they weren't that great before we did. 215-592-949 for your reaction to the A.J. Brown stuff. Do you think we overreacted in this season? And we got to hit you with this. Something Patrick Beverly said about Joel Embiid kind of fell through the cracks. We got a lot going on here, but we want to make sure we hit that next. because These clowns. Yeah, it's a big one. 215-592-9494. It is the Midday Show. lot to react to. Sirianni and Howie on WIP in the 1 o'clock hour. All coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Bet the NBA with a no sweat. Same game parlay from Fandle in partnership with Valley Forge Casino every Thursday with TNT Thursdays. It doesn't matter if you're new to Fanduel or already have an account. You'll get bonus bets back if your same game parlay doesn't win on any NBA on TNT game. NBA same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance to score a bigger payday. Look, there's so much out there. we got a, actually a pretty interesting one tonight. Sixers up in Boston to take on the Celtics. I will take the under in the game tonight. However you want to play, just head to Fandle.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to bet the NBA with a no-sweat same game parlay with TNT Thursdays. Fandle.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with Fandle, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Fandle Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.